Welcome back to Empowering Life Ministries. I'm Daryl Barber and I'll be your host today. Uh, thank you for joining in with me today. Uh, today we're going to begin looking at the feast day of Pentecost. Uh, if we follow our storyline, there's a lot's taking place uh, up to this point uh, following the storyline really with the, everything going on with Israel. Uh, they've made their exodus in Passover uh, from Egypt. They left the blood-stained doors of their houses and they were given loaded chariots with 430 years of back wages. And Egypt was begging them to take their God and get out of Dodge. They wanted them to get out of there. Uh, they, couldn't, they couldn't stand uh, the pressure any longer. Everything that the Lord gave them when they spoiled them, uh, the Lord always has a reason for what He does. It was supplying the children of Israel uh, so they would have the supplies to later uh, build the tabernacle of Moses that they would, uh, that the Lord had asked them to do. Well, whenever they went out of Egypt, they left so quick that the leaven that they had didn't have time to rise in, in their bread. That's, that's why they had the unleavened bread. Uh, and really why that unleavened bread was incorporated, and you'll find out in this podcast probably today or the next one, uh, that's why that every feast had unleavened bread in that feast except for the Feast of Pentecost that we're going to look at today. After they got out of there, they came to the Red Sea. And when they got to the Red Sea, that's where Moses stretched his rod out over the waters and said, Stand still and see the salvation of God. And the Egyptians you see today, you will see them no more. And God, with the blast of his nostrils, walled up the sea on either side of the children of Israel and they crossed over the waters on dry ground. And uh, really this picture is a lot of things for us to look at. The crossing of the Red Sea was really a type of the water baptism. And, uh, and the cloud that followed them speaks of the Holy Ghost baptism. Uh, Paul even put it in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 1-2. through 2, says this, Moreover, brethren, I would not that you should be ignorant how that all our fathers were under the cloud, and all passed through the sea, and were all baptized unto Moses in the cloud and in the sea. So it really pictures forth our water baptism we have in the New Covenant and our Holy Ghost baptism that we have in the New Covenant. Later, after that took place, the Egyptians tried to go in and go through the waters themselves, but they ended up drowning because God closed the waters on them to cut their enemy off. And that really shows us that Water baptism is for believers. It's not for unbelievers. Uh, you know, we go into those waters of baptism in faith. It's a death, burial, and resurrection that shows exactly what Jesus done. And you see the same thing depicted in, in our water baptism. It also speaks of the circumcision of our heart because their covenant they made with God, they had to be circumcised. And the foreskin was rolled back and and removed, and, and really what happens with us, that speaks in water baptism about the old man being cut away from our lives. So there's so many pictures throughout this that we can see uh, with this taking place. Whenever they, whenever they crossed the Red Sea, they came out on the other side, and notice too, it was the Red Sea, and to me that really pictures the blood. They, they've been baptized, amen, into Jesus Christ, and they've come through the blood is how they came into that relationship. So now they came out on the other side of the sea and they've entered into a new life is really what's happening. They're no longer slaves. They're no longer being pursued by the enemy of the Egyptians. 
And now they begin their journeying toward the promised land. Now, 50 days from Passover, where the waving of sheaf of first fruits took place, they arrived at Mount Sinai, and it was on the feast day of Pentecost where this was really established. Uh, Pentecost happened in the third month. It was 50 days, like I said, from the waving of the sheaf of first fruits and Passover, and that's where they arrived at Mount Sinai. The Greek name we find for this feast is Pentecost, and it means 50th. In the Old Covenant, it was called the Feast of Weeks, and there's a reason for that, because it was seven weeks, or it was 49 days, uh, from the waving of the sheaf of first fruits, And the 50th day was the beginning of the Feast of Pentecost. Looking back in Leviticus chapter 23, verses 15 to 16, it reads like this, And they shall count unto you from the morrow after the Sabbath, from the day that you brought the sheaf of the wave of offering. Seven Sabbaths shall be complete. Even unto the morrow after the seventh Sabbath shall you number fifty days, and you shall offer a new meat offering unto the Lord. You know what an interesting observation is that they waved the wave loaves on the morrow after the Sabbath. And really what that speaks to me, that's why the New Covenant Church meets on Sundays. Uh, today, instead of the Old Covenant Sabbath day of Saturday, the Jews observed, Sunday is when the church meets, and it re does that because it represents res resurrection, and it was the first day of the week. Now, let's take just a minute here and look at in the New Testament where those 50 days were fulfilled. After Jesus' resurrection, it says he was seen of his disciples 40 days and was speaking to them of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. Now he told them in Luke 24 and 49 to tarry in Jerusalem till they be endued. And that, that's a powerful word because that word endued actually means to be clothed upon with power from on high. Ten days later, the feast of Pentecost, you'll read in Acts chapter 2, was fully come. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and spake with tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. That was a total of 50 days, just like it was with Moses and the children of Israel. And in the Old Covenant, it represented the giving of the law or the Ten Commandments. In the New Covenant, it represented Holy Ghost baptism. I'm going to stop here for today, but we'll pick up next podcast and go a little further in the Feast of Pentecost. Thank you for joining me. Have a great day.